Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to encourage you to type in the letters B-I-S-A-C. B-I-S-A-C, and then start looking at all of the different subject headings and categories when you are promoting your book and you're talking about your book. People are going to want to know, well, what kind of book is it? If you can take and look through a list and really pinpoint your main category group and then specialize, you know, narrow down and find the exact way to talk about your book with people, that way you never know. There may be um, a person in front of you that... Maybe they're not into paranormal, but they love fantasy. And if your book has both elements in it, for example, like my Bridges series does, then you need to include both of those when you're talking and pitching your book or you're just talking about your book with people in general. So how do you, I mean, sure, we know the main categories, right? We know science fiction and, you know, Christian fiction and clean and wholesome romance and you know, we know how to talk about our books, but there are some subheadings that are on this list that I think we should pay attention to. So, for example, I would have never thought to say, you know, Christian action adventure. Well, I've said that out loud. But when you do, it gives that, that kind of quality. Well, there is going to be a lot of action adventure, you know, it just makes sense, but I would have never known to say that, and I would have never picked that as a category, you know, if I, if it wouldn't have been blaring out at me going, oh, that's a better choice for you. I like that one better than this one, and so when you can really look at the long list and narrow it down, um, I think it's just a great way to have a talking point. But it's also necessary because you're going to have to categorize your book and give it groups when you're posting your book if you're self-publishing. So let's say you get on Ingram Spark, for example, and it's your first time on Ingram Spark. You have no clue what the headings are. I'm going to tell you a trick. It's a lot easier if you just type in those letters I told you at the front. You see how I forget them? Because I want to say basic, and it's not basic. <laughs> um, my, my mind just turns the letters around. But if you type that in a Google search, and you go to the website first, there's like the first one that pops up, okay, is B-I-S-A-C. If you just type that in, and it's called, it's like, and then you can put book categories beside it or whatever in your Google search, when you come to the website, then you've got all of the categories there, and they're easy to look through, guys. They're just, like, right there in your face. You can say, go right to young adult, for example, and then you can then start narrowing it down. Then you get the codes. 
So these are like universal codes. Once you find the codes that you want and really go over them and pray over them because those codes are what's going to set your books on necessarily like on bookshelves if you think of that in your mind. You know, that's what it would be categorized on the side of your spine if you were in the public library and they popped in. Okay, which one is going to be first? Um, you get to choose three. And so I think that is the hardest part is because those main ones you choose and then on Ingram Spark, you have keywords. So you've got to also be ready for more keywords. Take the other ones that you didn't use and then you can keyword them. You can add those words and you might just need a way to formulate those words in the, you know, in the profession. And so that subheading list and subject heading and all of that, that gives you an opportunity to use that kind of language. And so I would encourage you just to scroll down and look at the list. I didn't even know it existed until I uploaded my Ingram Spark book because it, I was asking, and um, I gave you guys a tip too that uh, on Ingram Spark it gives you these little question marks. Please read them because <laughs> I didn't and I messed up and I had to go back in one time because you couldn't. Um, you know, bold things and stuff, and it was just glaring at me. I just didn't read it. So I will encourage you today to read um, the little question mark uh, help tips. And one of them was the, the name of that list. And so I just said, what is that? I don't even know what this is, and I'm having to pick. And so that's when I Googled it. And I was like, oh, that's what this is called. <laughs> and I learned something new. And so I wanted to share that with you guys. You guys are probably like, Jennifer, I already knew that that list was out there. But I'm going to be honest. I think that that list on Ingram Spark and Draft a Digital, being able to use that, it's a lot better than the KDP list. Like the KDP list. Um, now, it could be updated because I have not uploaded a book on KDP in a while. My books have been sitting up there for um, quite a while now, but my devotionals. But I don't remember it being that easy. I remember me having to really dig and try to find. So, I think that this is, you know, a better way. You can step outside of the website and just peruse it and spend your time looking at the different categories. And there's something about looking at it that way, for me anyway, that it allowed me to take my time with it and really do like a pro and a con. Because I could only choose three, you know, it, it just gave me a sense of like narrowing down and you know, which one do you want to choose? Because, for example, if I chose paranormal romance, did I need to go down and choose paranormal, supernatural, and occult? Or if I chose clean and wholesome romance, did I need to also use paranormal romance? And so trying to, you know, go through those and decide how did I want my book to be categorized when it was like multiple you know, that, that is, you know, had multiple elements in it. You know, that's where I had to step away and say, okay, bottom line, what is this book? I can't believe that I've written a fantasy. And you guys, if you started with me, I did a challenge for us to write outside of our genre. Um, and I chose a short story and I wrote a fantasy about a fairy. 
uh, in the woods that was going to have to have a battle. It was a short story, and I used my niece in it. You can go back and listen to that challenge. It's, gosh, it's long ago. But I would have never thought. And if I'm, while I'm going back in and I'm editing it and I'm reading it, I'm like, this has more fantasy elements in it, even more so than paranormal. You know, the main character does see death, but the whole family, it's a fantasy. It has time travel. It has shapeshifters. I'm like, fairies. I'm like, Jennifer, why didn't you see this before? Because <laughs> I guess I just wasn't as keen on the category, the category, um, you know, view. I was looking at, you know, just that near mind. Oh, oh, they've got, you know, they've got these gifts. And that's what I was seeing. But it's more than that. It's it's fantasy. And so when I looked at my categories, I made sure that fantasy was chosen when I would have probably never picked that one if I was just left, you know, to make this quick decision on how to categorize my book. I'm going to be honest, guys, I probably would not have put fantasy. Um, and in fact, I don't think that I did when I uploaded Bridges. It only hit me when I was trying to upload Crossings, the second um, book I was looking through for the second book. It only like hit me when I was editing that book that this is really a fantasy trilogy. It builds over time with the mystery. And I'm, okay, I'm like, why didn't, you know, now I've got to go back in, make sure what I put down as categories, because of course I forgot, but I really do not think it was fantasy. So that's why, you know, I'm encouraging you to go online and check that out. Now, here's something else that you can do. You can go on to Amazon if you want to. And I did spend some time doing this because it was recommended. Um, I watched a YouTube video where an author showed how you can go and look to see for rankings. Like, for example, the rankings of your book. If you type in um, some just obscure um, category, you may get like an Amazon ranking higher in one category. So, for example, there's like there's a category that says birds or something like that. Like, if you are the only one that are writing like shape shifting birds, and there's not many up in that um, subheading, then you may pass that person um, in the rankings. Like, seriously, let me just go onto the website. It, it's actually like bisg.org is where I found it. It's like Book Industry Study Group. That was the actual website that I went and was looking. But there are like, you know, for example, if you're writing about horses, there's actually one, Young Adult Fiction Animals Horses, Young Adult Fiction Animals Pets, you know, Young Adult Fiction Books and Libraries, Boys and men, careers, occupations, internships. There's so much I can't even tell you. When you come on here, you'll say, wow, there's young adult fiction, cooking, and food. 
I guess that would be like if you were set up in a restaurant and you wanted to, you know, highlight something about that as a category. So if people liked reading, you know, about restaurants and, and family dynamics and things like that, then, hey, there's you a category. And so that's how specific it gets. But the tip that the person was saying on there when I was watching it, was that if you learn what the different categories are and what people are using, you can also look at their rankings and you can see what are the top books in those categories and then compare your books with those. So then that becomes more like a marketing strategy. Now you can take it to that level, which I think is a smart way you know, to to look at it, and I'm just encouraging you guys and passing along information that I've learned. But with me, I sat in front of the list this time around, and I was like, okay, this, this, oh, but you know what? Fantasy is more this one. Now I've got to go back. This one is fantasy. And so I'm, you know, picking this one, pulling this one until I finally got my categories and I did not jump back onto Amazon or, or look at Amazon for rankings. Um, so I did not follow the advice um, this time around on looking at that. I just went with what was the category. I was like, okay, that's the category. That one is the one that makes sense for this book. It's not about me, you know, trying to go with a market trend to match it for what's in the industry and how can I get a ranking. And, you know, yes, there is one scene where... I talk about a wolf, but it's not about the whole thing. You know, that's for a spinoff later. I've got a spinoff going on. That's a possibility. And not to say that it will be, um, but it's like a possibility. But the, the point of me saying all of that is that I'm not going to just put a category down because I think that it's going to push me higher. But people do strategy like that. So I'm going to let you know that things like that do occur in the world. But if your book is about horses, you don't just have to put, you know, clean and wholesome romance. If your main character is, is in horse competitions or takes care of a horse and it means the world to her and it's a, a central part of the book and her, you know, story in the story development, then pick that one. And I encourage you to do that because then people who love horses, if they're typing it in, on Amazon or in search in you know search boxes, they could come up with you, and that's how they could find you. So I do think the more specific you can get, the better your chances are for your visibility, and that's what you want. But it also needs to be more than just you know narrow. It needs to match. It needs to work. Because, yes, you know, even though my book has paranormal in it, there are no wizards and witches. So I can't choose that as fantasy. It's contemporary fantasy. You know, I could have chosen that one. Which, you know, going back and looking at these, if you're going to choose fantasy, would you rather choose general fantasy or contemporary fantasy or historical fantasy, if it's set in a time period, I would not choose general. I would choose a more specific one. And yes, there is a ghost stories. I mean, it's so you see what I'm saying? It's hard. 
This isn't an easy task, and it does take a lot of thought because you want your categories that you're choosing to line up. And sometimes I'll look at Amazon rankings in the past. This is, you know, when I was first learning about what the rankings were and how the categories. Have you guys ever just kind of went on there and surveyed books just to see what publishing companies are choosing for their books? I think that it's very eye-opening. And it gives you a sense of how you can also, in your specific genre, do the same. So right now, I'm reading YA Horror. And I do say, you do need to read wide. Yes, I agree with that statement. Reading wide um, opens you up to many different styles and gives you talking points with your readers. And it just develops you as a writer because, bottom line, good writing is good writing. And reading those models is going to help you. But you need to really immerse yourself in your own genre that you're writing. So for for all of you that might not know what my like main heading of my YA world is, it's YA Christian horror and Christian paranormal romance. And you're saying that doesn't even exist. Of course not. There isn't a category for that. I'm praying that one day the Lord will have that category because somehow in my mind, I make it all work. <laughs> the industry doesn't see it yet, but I see it. Um, but I love to read YA horror. I need to read horror. That's what my genre is. That's what my passion is and what I love. And that's my go-to. Especially like if you ask me what movies I watch, uh, horror. Now, I do like um, anything with like superpowers. I love um, Stan Lee. And his genius mind, you know, I love the Batman series. So I do love superheroes. I will tell you, I've loved them since I was little. But other than kind of those two, I'm I'm pretty stuck in horror. So I'm reading Bad Girls Don't Die, okay, by Katie, I think it's Allender. So I'm just going to look up the book that I'm actually reading right now. Yeah, my stepdaughter's reading book two. She handed me book one. It's had 465 reviews. So I'm going to click here. And her, her hardcover is $14.99. Her paperback is $8.99. Kindle is $6.99. And she is 365 children's scary stories. And you see that's what she chose or her company now, the next one, it says children's fantasy and supernatural mystery books. So, if you go back in the BISAC subject headings, you can kind of see how are they coding that one. Fantasy and supernatural mystery books. So, if I go back, fantasy, that one's not even listed. In this one, huh? See how they get really specific. I'm like, what list are you guys on? And that's where you get to learn the language of all of this. So then, if I want to find out if that's something that's not on the list that I'm looking for, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna go to Google and I'm gonna type in children's fantasy and supernatural mystery books. And I'm going to write code. Let's see. What would come up? 
And it brings me right back to the same exact website. <laughs> and I've got to go to... Right now I'm on fiction. But there's a mystery detective. But you got to go to children's. And so you learn how to use the list. So I'm going to go to, I'm going to go back and see if I can find what are the best, like, codes. And it's in young adult fiction is what I've been choosing. But they've been looking at children's. Theirs starts out as the word children's. So I might need to go back a little bit and look up at the major headings and see what it's looking like here. And that's what I'm so. You've got juvenile fiction. I wonder if they're clicking in juvenile fiction. Let's just click and play. And that's what I encourage you to do when you're researching. Because if I wouldn't have Googled the book that I'm currently reading right now, no, it just says juvenile fiction at the top. And my character is too old to categorize itself as juvenile fiction. You know, someone told me one time, Jennifer, how do you know all of that part? And I'm just, I said, well, just think about it. You think of somebody driving a car as a young adult. You know, you think of somebody in high school, 9 through 12, that hits the YA category. Juvenile fiction, I consider middle school. Those are those ages that are up to 13. And so that's how you kind of break it apart. And so playing with those different kind of categories, just make sure, because if you're choosing adult, for example, and you try to get by with hitting one of those adult categories because you like it, but you click that it's from 9 to 12. Did you know Ingram Spark will flag you? I know this for a true story. Oh, because I tried it. And it flagged me and said I could not choose that because of the age. Um, it somehow knew, and it filtered me out. So, be telling you that is that to, to stick within your target population... They're also using teen and young adult sibling issues, fiction, and then it said ebooks. So they're using some very specific ones. They're not picking these broad ones that say general. So that should give you a heads up. Do a few of these so that way you'll know what it, you know, how to really code yours. But I would get extremely, if you, uh, there's one, Christian Mysteries. But it's not detective. It will. My next book will be Christian fantasy. That's what I chose. Romance, clean and wholesome, and then romance, paranormal. You got to make your choices, like for the romance. Remember, I told you that. Um, I did choose uh, social themes dealing with illness. I chose that one. So getting yourself like 
on this, thrillers and suspense. That would be a good one for my exorcist book. You see how I'm reading. My kids pick at me all the time. They're like, Mama, when you start reading something, you kind of zone out a second. So that's what I'm doing. I'm on this list. Tell me to get off this list. But I think it's important that we spend our time there. And I also think it's important for us to learn what the people in the field are doing, what other authors have their books coded as. And, like, Bad Girls Don't Die. It's not a self-published book. And so I'm looking at books that are in the industry that publishing companies have. They know how to market these books as far. Like, Disney Book Group is uh, what Disney Hyperion was the ones that um, published this book in 2010. And... It's pretty it's been up for four hundred and sixty-nine weeks. It's a eighty-eight thousand word book. So I love having my little extension here because my extension allows me to see a lot of the um, coding up at the top on Amazon. I have an uh, Amazon extension that I downloaded on my computer. It's called Amazon Book Research Helper. I'll talk about that too. It can help you learn about books. But, um, all right, so there's my tip for you guys today. And now I've got to go back in and just make sure how to figure out um, what I did. Like, what did I ever put? Because I might want to go back and look and see if I can find um, not scary stories, because this one's not really scary, but children's fantasy and supernatural mystery book, that matches in my book perfectly. So knowing what where they got those codes um, and how they're coding that, that could be an Amazon code that is specific to Amazon. But we'll see. I'm learning. Continue to learn with me. All right, guys, you have a blessed day. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.